I love this theme song. It's so jazzy, so chilled, so relaxing. I love it. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to The New Normal. My name is Noma Kugunziswane. Thank you so much for joining me. I've never done a podcast in the afternoon. I've always done it in the morning, which is pretty interesting. You know, it's all about trying something new this season. But thank you so much for joining me. Um, please do remember to follow me on the social media pages. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, uh, as well as on Instagram at April underscore Google on Twitter at Kugunziswane on Facebook and at it's Kugunziswane on Instagram, all small letters. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to be here. I know I took a bit too long with um, recording the episode, but I've just been busy this past two weeks. I've been busy with assignments. I've been busy with with um, assignments. So I'm really, really apologetic for, for submitting or sending the podcast a bit late. But we are here and we're going to have a good time. So today we're talking about a topic that is very... Um, it's a topic that needs to be spoken about. And you know that, you know, the main aim of my podcast more than anything is just to educate and it's to inform. So we're talking about a topic that is very, very, you know, um, I, I don't want to say it's controversial because it isn't, but a topic that is just very, very difficult. And it's a topic that needs to be had, right? And we're talking about mental illness, um, and it's a topic that is, it's, 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 it's a lot of people are afraid to talk about it, you know? Um, but I feel like we, as young people, we need to be able to talk about anything, especially this kind of topic, because it's a topic that affects a lot of young people. A lot of young people have depression. A lot of young people, um, have mental illness and a lot of people might mistaken it for being crazy but it's not that, okay? Mental illness and being crazy are totally two different things, okay? So it's a topic that we need to have because I personally feel like a lot of people still need to be educated where mental illness is concerned. There are people, especially within the black community, that don't understand mental health. And I feel like it's something that needs to be spoken about and my podcast more than anything is there to entertain but i also want to educate you know and hopefully save a life because there are a lot of people who commit suicide because they don't get the necessary help that they need they don't get the necessary help that they deserve you know because they don't know where to go it's not that they don't want to get the help they just don't know where who is available to help somebody is affected by mental health so we're just going to get into it and we're going to understand what it is and how we can stop it how we can treat it and the symptoms and the causes of mental health so mental illness also called mental health disorders refers to a wide range of mental health conditions disorders that affect your mood thinking and behavior examples of mental illness include depression depression is very very common especially amongst the youth, especially amongst teenagers, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, eating disorders, and addictive behaviors. Um, many people have mental health concerns from time to time, but a mental health concern becomes a mental illness when ongoing signs and symptoms cause frequent stress and affect your ability to function. A mental illness can make you miserable and can cause problems in your daily life. 
such as at school or work or in relationships. In most cases, symptoms can be managed with a combination of medications and talk therapy, psychotherapy. Symptoms and signs of mental health can illness can be vary depending on the disorder, circumstances, and other factors. Mental illness symptoms can affect emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. So examples of signs and symptoms include feeling down or sad, confused thinking, excessive fears of worries, extreme mood changes of highs and low, withdrawal from friends and activities, significant tiredness, detachment from reality, inability to cope with daily problems, trouble understanding and relating to situations and to people, problems with alcohol or drug use, major changes in eating habits, excessive anger, hostility or violence, and the biggest symptom is suicidal thinking. That's the biggest symptom that is associated with mental health. Sometimes symptoms of a mental health disorder appear as a physical symptom, such as stomach pain, back pain, headaches, or, una- or other unexplained aches and pains. So when should you see a doctor? When should you get the help? So if you have, if you or anyone you know have any signs or symptoms of a mental illness, see your primary care provider or a mental health professional. Most mental illnesses don't often don't improve on their own, and if untreated, a mental illness may get worse over time and cause serious problem. So how do you help somebody who's got a mental illness? So if your loved one shows signs of mental illness, have an open and honest discussion with him or her about your concerns. You must just find out from them what is the issue. You know, if you notice behavioral issues, like you see that this person is no longer bubbly, this person is now quiet, it is very difficult to tell if someone who's quiet, who's always been quiet, to see if they have a mental, if they have a problem, if they're depressed. It's very difficult for you to tell if somebody who's an, who's a, an introvert to tell if they also have mental health, if they have a, you know, depression or whatever. It's very difficult because they're always quiet, right? But for somebody who is always loud, who is outgoing, who's bubbly, it's, and then all of a sudden they become really quiet. They just keep to themselves. They detach away from society and they just distance themselves from you. Then you can tell that, no, this person is not the person we know, not the person that we used to be used to there is probably something wrong. And it's very important to sit down with that specific person and ask them what the issue is. You may not be able to force someone to get professional care, but you can offer encouragement and support. You may also help your loved one find a qualified mental health professional and make an appointment. You may even be able to go along to the appointment. If your loved one has done self-harm or is considering doing so, take the person to the hospital or call for emergency help. I think at some point in my life, I've also experienced depression. Um, And I think, you know, it happened when I failed a grade. You know, I think I was in grade nine and I failed it. And I had to repeat. I think at that point, you know, I started judging myself because even in high school, I never used to do well. Um, I would fail each and every term. And... I would be an at-risk student. Um, I would fail a term. I would be an at-risk student, right? And 
I would always doubt my capabilities. And I think even in high school, I was never as interested in my studies as I'm supposed to be because I was so discouraged by me constantly failing a term every time. I was just so discouraged. And at that point, I just realized, why am I still studying? Why am I? There's a point in my life where I thought I will never study law ever, you know, because I lost that interest. I lost that ability to pick up a book and study because I was thinking to myself, I'm going to fail anyway. So why am I studying? What's the point? You know? And there was a time where I actually thought that I'm not going to, I'm not going to study law. I should just give up. You know, it's not going to happen. And I used to doubt myself a lot, you know, and it kind of made me realize that actually me actually finishing high school and studying my dream career, it kind of makes me realize that, hey, I have what it takes. I am worth it. I am worth being successful. I'm worth being who I want to be, you know? Um, so I used to have all these negative thoughts in my head. And um, I had I had concept, a lot, even my family doesn't know this. They, they don't know about this. But I have attempted suicide at some point. Well, I didn't attempt it, but I have thought about it, um, you know? And... I just don't talk to my family about it this much because there are people in my family that just believe, ah, oh, man, this child is just being dramatic, you know? Um, but I had contemplated suicide before. And, and a lot of times, a lot of times um, during my high school career, I have thought about that, but I just hadn't had the guts to do it. I would literally be in my room, look for something to drink, you know, pills or whatever, but I never literally had the audacity to actually do it, the guts to actually do it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, even even now, you know, with my grandfather's passing, it kind of turned me to a very dark space. I would always, like, sit by myself and cry, you know? I would always think about my grandfather a lot. But then I think now I'm, I'm in a better place because, I mean, I was very close to my grandfather. We had a very good friendship. We'll talk about anything. Soccer, sports was literally the one thing we'd always talk about, soccer. That's the main thing we would talk, we would talk about. Um, so when he passed on, I was a bit, I started blaming myself. I'm like, oh, man, you know, maybe he got sick because of me. Um, you know, maybe I could have done something to save him. And all those questions just come, you know, you end up feeling guilty that maybe him passing away is my fault you know um but yeah you know and i think right now i'm kind of in a better space and i'm, I'm in a much more happier space i i haven't really spoken to anybody I, I i i haven't spoken to anyone i haven't gone to a therapist or whatever but i just prefer to like write down my feelings or or yeah write down my feelings that's how i prefer to deal with something or listen to music because I feel like music does in a way help. Um, so I haven't really had that chance to actually go and see somebody, you know? Um, but yeah, it's real. Depression is very, very real. And I also have issues with self-esteem, you know? I used to have self-esteem issues. I always used to like comparing myself to other people. Um, but now I think I'm okay. Um, I started to accept myself for who I am. So yeah, depression is just a very, very serious thing and others don't make it alive, you know? Um, 
especially young people, you know, young people go through it. We go through a lot. We go, we, we literally go through a lot. And there's a lot of things that each person, obviously each story is different. No story is the same. We all go different stuff um, as individuals. But young people, is it, it's very common, especially during this time of lockdown and COVID, not being able to go out. Depression has been on the rise, on its all-time rise because of COVID and being locked down, you know? Um, and it's just really, really hectic. It's it's not a joke. And, and that is why we should always check up on people um, who we claim to love. You know, you should always check up on them. And just to pay attention to, to, to warning signs because you can prevent it. Well, there's no way to prevent mental illness, but you can control, take steps to making sure that you control the situation. You know, you pay attention to warning signs. You get routine medical care, um, get help when you need it. If you need help, then go get it. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, so those are some of the issues that also the, pre the prevention measures that you can take to avoid stress. You know, you must learn to control your state, your, your stress. You must increase your resilience. You must boost your low self-esteem. So you must just make, you must just do the things that you love doing, you know, and speak to somebody about it, you know, speak to people, speak to a close friend, speak to a family um, speak to a teacher, speak to anybody that you have a good relationship with. So, so certain factors may increase your risk of developing a mental illness. This includes a risk, a history of mental illness in a blood relative, stress life situations such as financial problems, a loved one's death or a divorce, ongoing chronic medical conditions such as diabetes, brain damage, as a result of a serious injury, such as a violent blow to the head, traumatic brain injury, traumatic experiences, such as military combat or assault, use of alcohol or recreational drugs, a childhood history of abuse or neglect, few pre friends or few healthy re unhealthy relationships, uh, previous mental illness. So those are the risk factors. So the causes, Mental illnesses in general are thought to be caused by a variety of genetic and environmental factors. Inherited traits, mental illness is more common in people who have blood relatives, also have, whose blood relatives also have a mental illness. Environmental exposure before birth, exposure to environmental stresses, such as tox um, toxins, alcohol, drugs, while in the womb can be linked to mental illness. Brain chemistry, no, neurotransmitters are narrowly, naturally occurring brain chemicals that carry signals to other parts of your brain and body. When the neural networks involving these chemicals are impaired, the function of nerve receptors and nerve systems change, leading to depression and other emotional disorders. And um, obviously there are numbers that you can call um, if you feel like you need to speak to somebody. There are a few depression hotlines, um, mental, uh, mental health um, hotlines that you can call that can help you.
So the South African Depression and Anxiety Group is a very popular um, organization that you can call. They basically help with teen suicide prevention, HIV and AIDS and depression, and they have counselors that can be able to assist somebody. So um, there's diff- there is, you can call, it's open 24 hours and you can just call them and they will basically help you um, with whatever issue that you got. And they also have tips on how to survive depression and how to what to do if you've got any mental health illness, right? We also have the FAMSA, Family South Africa. They also help with that as well. They help um, deal with, you know, people who have issues of depression and schizophrenia and any other mental health issues. They help with that as well. And there's also... Um, yeah, there's a lot of groups that you can call um, that can help you. I think Suicide Watch also is very popular where they deal with people who are like contemplating suicide. So it's, it's there's so many organizations that help in terms of, you know, de- you know mental health if- issues and that basically have therapists or counselors that help deal with mental health all right so i'm going to play a video on youtube that i found and it basically explains it in simple terms what is mental illness mental illness includes a wide range of disorders of thinking emotion and or behavior there are many different types of mental illness and it can be short-lived or long-term Sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between mental illness and normal worry or sadness, but mental illness is more severe, lasts longer, and significantly affects a person's ability to cope with life. Almost half of adults experience symptoms of mental illness at some point. Depression is very common. The main treatments are medicines and counseling. Family, friends, and support groups can also help people cope with mental illness. What are the types of mental illness? Mental illness is really many different disorders. These disorders fall into broad categories, including anxiety, mood disorders, such as being too sad or too excited, schizophrenia, personality disorders, and obsessive compulsive disorders. Other mental health disorders include eating disorders, stress disorders such as PTSD, and suicidal behavior. What causes mental illness? Mental illness is probably caused by many things in combination, including inherited factors, life stresses, the environment and culture you live in, and health problems that affect your brain. Many stresses, such as losing a job, getting divorced, or taking too many drugs, increase the risk of mental illness. Certain health problems that affect a baby's brain, such as complications during birth or a brain infection by a virus, increase the risk of mental illness later on in life. Mental illness doesn't occur because people are lazy or irresponsible. It is not something people do on purpose. Symptoms are different depending on what kind of problem you have. They may include major changes in personality or behavior, especially if they happen for no clear reason, confusion and cloudy thinking, odd, disorganized thoughts, such as jumping from topic to topic, or answering simple questions with long, confusing answers, inappropriate behavior, such as undressing in public, seeing or hearing things that aren't there, believing things that aren't true despite strong evidence to the contrary, and extreme moods. 
How can doctors tell if someone has a mental illness? Doctors diagnose mental illness by talking to the person. Sometimes they'll also talk to caregivers or family members. Sometimes it's obvious that symptoms are caused by a mental illness. For example, people insisting that they're the president or that their thoughts are being controlled by a radio implanted in their brain. Other times, it's hard to distinguish mental illness from normal reactions. For example, it can be hard to tell normal grief from depression after the death of a spouse or child because both involve sadness and a depressed mood. Likewise, the line between being neat or orderly and having obsessive-compulsive disorder can be blurry. Any dividing line is usually based on how severe the symptoms are, how long the symptoms last, and how much symptoms affect the ability to function. Doctors have made a great deal of progress in successfully treating mental illness. The main treatments include medicine and talk therapy. For most mental health disorders, a combination is more effective than either one by itself. Other treatments include electroconvulsive therapy and transcranial magnet stimulation. In the past, people with mental illness were often placed in institutions or hospitals. Today, people are more likely to live productively in the community, but many people with mental illness still don't get the care and support they need. And that's the video. All right, basically reiterating what I said earlier on about what it is, the symptoms, the causes, and uh, how they are treated. But I really hope that today's episode really, really helped you understand mental illness. And if you notice anyone, you know, that's not okay, just, you know, offer a helping hand, you know, offer a shoulder to cry on. Because especially with now with COVID, you know, you never know how much you value a person until they're no longer there. Okay, so just make it upon yourself to call them, call a person, even if it's a stranger, ask a stranger, are you okay? Are you good? You know, um, and just be there for people that you love and be there for people that are really close to you. But thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know it was a bit deep, but I feel like this is a conversation that we need to have. And we'll be back again on Thursday. And um, we'll see what we need to talk about. I haven't really come up with topics yet, but stay tuned. I will see you guys on Thursday. Have yourself an amazing day and um, stay blessed and check up on your loved ones every single time. Even if it's by text, if you need it's calling them, visiting them, just do what it is. Just make sure that you let someone that you love know that you are here for them, regardless of whatever that they may be going through. So the information that I was reading was provided for by Mayo Clinic, the Mayo Clinic website, mayoclinic.org. All right, thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys on Thursday. Have yourself an amazing day.